Hello, hello. Welcome to Shirt of Tea Tuesdays. It is your girl V. Hi. How are you doing? Yes, I'm by myself today. So don't don't get too surprised. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying it's just me. But we're gonna have a discussion today. And I hope that you're ready to have this discussion with me. I hope that you are doing okay or semi-okay or fairly well. I'm not for sure, but you let me know how you are doing in the chat or wherever platform that you're walking, watching, because I can't I can't watch them all, but just let me know how you're doing. Are you doing all right? Are you doing eh, so-so? Are you doing fabulous? Are you doing, eh, I've had better days? Or let me know how you're doing. I mean, I seriously, literally want to know. Because I think it's good for us to have this conversation about how we are doing. Sometimes we make the assumption that, you know, everything is fine. Everybody's okay. You know, you're doing okay. But then in reality, you're really not. Like you're struggling. So if you're struggling, let's talk. Let's talk about this. And it's it's okay if you don't want to talk about it in front of everybody. Because trust me, I understand. But I really do feel that at some point, we have to have some type of healthy healthy outlet. So what is your healthy outlet? Do you have one? No? Don't really have one? Okay. That's all right if you don't have one. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I know trying to watch uh, co uh, comments and things that are coming through. So, hey, how are you doing? You doing okay? I hope so. Well, I want to, my topic for today is hope. Four simple words. H-O-P-E, hope. So what does hope mean to you? Do you have a thought about what it means to you or what you think it may mean? Uh, I just want to know because everybody may have different things of how they feel, what hope is, or you may feel like it's more focused on a religion, or you may feel like hope just means that I hope I wake up tomorrow but you let me know. What do you think hope is? What is hope? What does hope mean to you? Because it can mean a variety of things. But you know, the official, the official meaning is of hope, you know, it's a feeling, right? It's a feeling that we have of expectations uh, and and our desires that you know certain things are gonna happen, like really good things you know, positive things are going to happen. That's what hope is. So I know I have this little, I might have to take that down because I feel like it's bothering me, but that may just be me. But um, I just want you to focus on, well, two things. Let me back up. Let me back up. I'm going too fast. Let me back up. But two things. For one, we're just days away from the NAMI walk. Okay. So if you're in Oklahoma City or Atlanta or, uh, wherever that you may be, New York, it don't matter. You can always support NAMI. So NAMI is not just in a certain city or in a certain state, but this is actually national. And so they are doing the national NAMI walk. And so it will happen this Saturday. For some, it may be a different time, but we're going to stick with happening this Saturday. And so if you're able to support NAMI, NAMI offers a variety of things that I believe you should be aware of, but 
Um, like I told you last time, I don't want to educate you too much because some people may not want to hear about what or other organizations are doing. But there are resources out there for you. If we don't have resources, what do we have? Sometimes we feel like we have nothing. And that can be a little bit disheartening, right? It can, just, just a smidge. So I want to go back to our discussion of hope. You know, you may be a person that is going through a couple of things or um, you may just feel like you're at your wit's end, right? Or you just may be really, really frustrated. So if you're a person that's really, really frustrated, like what are you going to do when you have so much frustration? How are you, do you lose hope? Do you feel like you're starting to lose your sense of yourself, right? Do you feel like no one else is really caring about what's happening with you or um, how you feel? Do we feel like that sometimes? Probably so. But these four, four little letters, they carry a lot of power. So I want to share something with you because over the weekend, um, I attended a ovarian cancer um, retreat, wellness retreat, and it was hosted through the National Ovarian Cancer Coalition. Now, I must admit, I had a wonderful time. And I told myself, Vernillion, when you get in Dallas, you know, don't try to post and share and do all this stuff. Just go and be in the experience. Go and be in the place so that way you don't miss out on what is for you. Because if I'm busy trying to post and share and share things, it's kind of like, ah, oh, I didn't miss the message. What was it? Oh, I was too busy doing this. So at sometimes we have to pull back. We have to pull back and just say, it's a reason that I'm going to this retreat. And so my reason for going to this retreat, what am I trying to do? What am I trying to learn or absorb or what do I want to gain from attending a, re a retreat? So have you ever attended a retreat before? See, if you've ever attended a retreat before, let me know. How, how did it work for you? What did you learn? Were you able to disconnect from the digital world? Because that is something that's really difficult to do when you're trying to not be on your phone not uh, scrolling and looking at other things, right? Um, just trying to relax and unwind, right? So with the wellness retreat, they had three simple, three simple letters. Well, I said letters, words. They had three simple words. They had connect, renew, and thrive. They all seem simple, right? Like, oh, oh, that's easy. Okay, I can connect with people. Okay, I can renew. Okay, and then I can thrive. Well, well, what do you mean by thriving? Then you start to think like, what? What, what exactly does that mean? But they had three simple words, connect, renew, and thrive. So with this wellness retreat, the first part was to connect to connect with other people. Now, of course, I told you this is an ovarian cancer retreat. So majority of the people that are coming to the retreat have 
or have or had ovarian cancer. Okay. Um, there were also some spouses that were there, some caretakers that were there, um, some, some uh, moms and dads and uh, some loved ones that were there to get those three experiences to connect, renew, and to thrive. And so when you're connecting with people, you know, well, most of you know, but if you don't know, if you knew to follow me, you'll um, eventually find out. <laughs> but I am literally almost like a social butterfly. I really do like butterflies, by the way, but I am kind of like a social butterfly. Like I can just come up and talk to you and boom, we can have a whole conversation. It'd be 45 minutes later and you're like, girl, I got to go. But... <laughs> That's the power of connections, being able to just talk to someone. You have a similar experience with that individual that you're talking to. And so by you sharing your story and being able to talk to that person, you connect because that person may be in a whole nother country or a whole nother um, state, right? But it's the power of connection. So I just want to say that I've met some beautiful ladies from Arkansas, from Texas, um, from uh, Maryland, uh, from New York, Dubai, I mean, California, <laughs> Chicago, Oh my God, Baltimore. I kept calling her Baltimore. But um, but just meeting a variety of ladies really just, re really just renewed my spirit. So with that connect, it helps to bring in the renew part. Because if you're a person that just feels like, you know, I don't know if I'm coming or going. I feel like I'm here, but I'm not really here. Like I'm here mentally, but spiritually I'm somewhere else. Or I'm here physically, but mentally I'm somewhere else. Some of you may connect with what I'm saying. Some of you may not. And that's perfectly fine. But the point of being able to go to a retreat is for you to gain something from it. And throughout this, throughout this retreat, I cried several times and it's not just crying of, oh my God, I'm feeling depressed or, oh my God, uh, this is, this is horrible. It was more so of tears of joy, tears of comfort, tears of understanding that, you know, I am not in this by myself. I am not in this by myself. And I know you're thinking like, well, if you're talking about the cancer part, of course, there's a lot of people that have cancer, but it's not just about that. It's about the mental mind state of going through cancer or even just going through something, period. You know, because cancer, if we, if we want to talk just a smidge about that, you know, being diagnosed and going through cancer is traumatizing. It's traumatizing for anyone. So you may know someone or you, you know someone that's probably through their journey or whatever that it may be now. Um, and you may be like, well, they're, they're doing all their treatment, so they fine. They can just bounce back. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And I think the part that we miss is we, we, we connect treatments with, well, you're finished with your treatments. 
So you should be fine. But what about our minds? Do you understand what has happened to our bodies when we go through treatments and surgeries and all this other stuff, right? But what happens to us mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? Because it's not just, oh, I done did my five treatments and okay, I'm done. It's not just that, right? And not even just talking about the the uh, cancer part, but just think of trauma. You know, when someone has gone through a traumatic experience, it's not something that you can just, oh, just put some Neurosporin on it, put a Band-Aid on it, and then tomorrow, oh, it looks better. Oh, I kind of like that. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So with those four letters, with hope, I wanted to talk about this because I said, you know, I, I need to share my experience. I need to share how I feel overall because some people automatically assume, oh, Renee is doing well. Renee, Renee is always happy. Renee always got a smile on her face. Da, 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 right? Renee, 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 right? I'm like, yeah, I'm usually am a happy person. But there are some times where I'm just like, hmm. There are some times where I get a little tearful. There are some times that I can see things and it makes me automatically sad and it makes me feel like bringing me back to the reality of things. And I don't want to say like the reality of things, like I'm not living in reality because I am, but it's just the point of reminding you that you're not capable of doing something. So, um, with this retreat, there are over, I'm going to say at least two, 300 people there. And so being able to hear their story and the words of encouragement, and then also encouraging you to share your story with other people, not just in regards to cancer, because we get that. We get it. It's here. We got that. But not just in regards to cancer, but in regards to how you feel as a person, how you feel as an individual, how you feel as a human being. And letting people know that, hey, I am more than enough. You guys remember last week I talked about more than enough, right? Those three little words that have been sticking with me. And I'm going to try to say this without crying. Whew. Okay, here we go. Ah! I'm going to try to say this without crying. So if, if I cry, oh, well, hey, it's just there. But I'm trying to do the ugly cry. Okay. But throughout this whole, throughout this whole journey of mine, you know, throughout, I'm, I'm going to say throughout my lifetime. Throughout my lifetime, I have a, a significant love for children. I absolutely adore children. And so my goal has always been to own a, um, an orphan. Like I always wanted to help other children that other people didn't want or other people didn't, you know, no longer have access to their children or their parents are no longer there for whatever reasons, you know, it, things, things happen. Right. And so that's always been my passion. That's always been my love in whatever capacity since I've, since as long as I can remember, I've always been that way. Right. 
Um, and so as life moves on, you know, you want to be able to reproduce. You want to be able to um, have your own child, you know, have a have a mini V, you know. I don't want to be cute to have a mini V. Okay, let me focus. Sorry. <laughs> like have someone that has your like qualities, you know, and your personalities and you can spoil them and give them all the things that they want and raise them up to be a wonderful person just like you, right? Just like your mom raised you to be a strong woman and 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 independent and 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 self-sufficient and educated and um, dedicated to helping the community, you know, all these wonderful things. So you think, oh, this is what I want my life to be, right? And of course, you know, when you graduate from high school, um, I don't know if you guys remember them books that you had to fill them, them uh, what they call uh, your books, the yearbooks that you have. And they'll say, well, in five years, I want to do this. And in 10 years, I want to do this. In 20 years, I can see myself in this. Who are you going to marry? And I'm going to be in a mansion. Y'all remember them books? Don't, don't leave me by myself. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, I know y'all remember these books. Yes. So in my book, and I have it somewhere around here, but I'm not about to pull that out. But I put in there that I wanted to have at least maybe two or three children, right? I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have a house. And so you you associate with all these things with a certain age, right? So you're thinking, <laughs> yes, you still have your book. See, okay, I'm not alone. So, and you think that uh, by a certain age, I should have all these things. You know, by by 25, I should have my job. I should have a, a man. And then by 26, I should have my first child or I should be getting married. You know, we put all these. Um, what's my word? Oh, it's coming to stipulations on us. Right. All these standards that we have. But who said you had to do that? Nobody. Nobody said that, but we put our own expectations on that, right? So then as time goes on and then and that, that age and that year comes by, you're like, I don't even have my own house yet. I'm still at mama's house. Hmm. Well, dang, I ain't even got a man yet. Hold on. Let me you see what I mean? So you start to you start to play these games in your mind, thinking that you are not successful. You are not at the level that you should be based on what you wrote down back in whatever year that you wrote that down, right? But one thing that happens is as you get older, you start to mature and you say, hey, my time is my time. Maybe I'm not going to have three kids by 27. Maybe I'm not going to be married with a whole house and a backyard and a white picket fence by 30, right? So things change. And so throughout this whole, throughout this whole journey, I'm a journey of mine. And this is even before cancer, guys. I'm just letting y'all know. This is before cancer even showed his face. You know, I went through a series of uh, I want to have a child, right? And so you know, I met my husband, you know, a happy anniversary to us. Yeah. Y'all saw my video. Don't act like that. Anyway, so happy anniversary to us. But um, Reggie and I always talked about having children. 
we want to have children, you know, what we want to do, how many we want to have, you know. Um, and so as time goes on and you're trying to have children, right, you're trying to do this, you start to question, is something wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Why am I not able to have a child? Why is it so difficult? Or I'm pregnant, but I can't keep the child to term. Or I'm pregnant, but something happened and it's in the wrong spot, right? So I'm going to share this part because I always tell people to be transparent. So I'm going to be transparent. It hey, it didn't already happen. It ain't like we can do anything about it. But there was a friend of mine, and I'm going to start from that part because there was a friend of mine that was pregnant. And uh, I'm not going to say her name, but there was a friend of mine that was pregnant. And um, she knew that Reggie and I was trying. And um, when she went to the emergency room, I guess she had some problems and things like that. She went to the emergency room and they told her that the um, the egg was in the tube. So she had to take whatever type of medicine to make the egg flush through. And of course, she ended up losing the child. Anyway, so she shared her story with me and she said, Vernelia, so if whenever you get pregnant, and yes, I'm fanning because I'm a little hot. She said, whenever you get pregnant, you need to make sure that you're, that the um, embryo is in the right spot. Because if it's in the tube, you could have an atopic pregnancy and you could lose the baby, right? So when she told me this, I'm like, okay, bet. I understand. Got you. And so, you know, when people share their stories with you, you'd be like, oh, let me take notes, girl. Yes. Okay. So then every time that I was pregnant, and yes, I said every time, every time I was pregnant, I said, okay, I need to go to the emergency room. Let me make sure it's in the right spot. So there was a time back in, I'm going to say the time back in 2018. I mean, not 2018, 2008. 2008 that, um, I was pregnant. I was nervous about what where everything was. I went to the emergency room and they said, "Oh no, you you're fine. You don't need to you don't need to be seen. You'll be okay. Make you an appointment with your OBGYN and they will uh, see you and then you can get everything um, taken care of. Are you having any spotting? Are you hurting? Are you bleeding? You know, they go through all this shit." And I'm like, "No." No, I'm, I'm fine. And the reason I'm sharing this part with you is because it's going to lead up to the point of why I'm always advocating. Okay. So anyway, made the appointment. Everything's fine. Gone by my business. You know, I'm living the, living the best life, right? It was a week before my appointment and um, I was getting ready for work and it just sounded like something snapped. It sounded like it was like a big... And I was like, what the world? And it really sounded like it was something outside. Because this was, I'm, I mean, outside of the, like in the um, in the room, so to speak. Because I was in the shower when this happened, when I heard this noise. Well, what actually took place, let's fast forward. What actually took place is um, my tube ruptured. And I didn't know that at the time, So, but I just knew I felt a lot of pain. I was hurting. 
Um, I was like, oh my gosh, something's not right. You know, I even called the the one eight hundred number that they gave me. You know, in case there was an emergency. And I said, well, are you spotting? Are you doing? I was like, well, no. And she said, so you just having pain? And they said, and I said, yes. And it's okay. Well, it may just be cramping, so you should be okay. But if it if if it um, keeps happening, then go to the emergency room. All right. Okay. Fine. So I'm trying, mind you, I'm trying to get ready for work. I'm trying to. I was supposed to work that day. Anyways, fast forward, I ended up going to the emergency room and I remember the doctor telling me um, after everything was done, he said, ma'am, if you would have waited five more minutes, five, just five, five more minutes, uh, you would have been dead. Huh? What do you mean? What do you mean I would have been dead? Well, by the time they got me into the emergency room and they doing all the ultrasounds and all that, I'm bleeding internally because my tube had ruptured. That was the pop that I heard because, you know, when the baby is growing and it's growing and it keeps continues to grow and the tube is not that big. So the tube ruptured. So now I'm bleeding internally, going through fevers and all this other stuff, had to have this emergency surgery and all this other stuff. Right. And. At that point, I was immediately upset with myself because my friend told me, like I just told you, my friend told me, hey, make sure that it's in the right spot. Now, mind you, of course, I went to the emergency room and they just kind of, oh, girl, you fine. Go, go on, right? But just imagine if I would have advocated for myself. If I would have said, no, I need for you to test me. I mean, I'm paying for it. It's my insurance, right? So if just, I need you to test me to make sure that everything is okay. I don't want to stress out, but just make sure. And probably at that time when they would have tested me, it would have been discovered that that egg was in the tube. Yeah. So... Oh, my God. Let me stop. Okay. So I know you're thinking like, well, you still have your other two. Yeah, that's true. But then when you lose one, it's kind of a 50-50, right? Then who, who juggles? I mean, somebody juggles professionally. Somebody does. And kudos to you if you do. It takes a lot of balance for that. But who wants to juggle with a pregnancy? Who wants to juggle with the expectancy of, I may have a baby or, or I may be pregnant. Oh no, it's on the wrong, it's on this side. So, and then at times I will forget what side of my tube, which side did I lose? The <laughs> and I can laugh about it now, but because Reggie would be like, and he would remind me. But anyways, The point that I'm trying to make is if I would have advocated for myself, things would have been a lot different, but I do not have, and I've gotten a lot better now. I do not have resentment towards that, but I always focus on, Hey, I should have spoken up. I should have took the time to just go anyway, go ahead and make a scene, not make a big scene at the emergency where they arrest you, but just make a scene to where you run the test and you see what's going on. Because then after that, when I did become pregnant, guess where I was going? To the emergency room. And I was checking. I said, can you make sure everything is where it's supposed to be? Right? And so I just want you to know that all of this takes a toll on your mental state. 
pregnancy after pregnancy, you know, miscarriage after miscarriage, not understanding what has happened. All of that takes a toll, even going to fertility doctors. And that stuff is expensive, by the way. I was talking to one of my Teal sisters this weekend and just letting her know because, you know, they even asked me before they decided to schedule the radical hysterectomy on me. Do you want to save your eggs? Do you guys want to um, try to freeze your eggs for later? I'm like, girl. I didn't look at it crazy. But I just said, girl. No, I don't have I don't have toughness. And Reggie asked me, he said, Are you sure? I don't want you to have any bitter feelings after this. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. And a part of me wish I could have changed it, but then at some point you start thinking about the what? The, the money, right? Like I said, that fertility stuff is expensive. And we're gonna even I'm gonna even show you it was it at that time, I don't even remember what year it was, but at that time it was seven to eight thousand dollars per egg. Yeah, yeah. And and it may or may not even take. Yeah, I'm still a little, I guess I'm still a little salty about that. But anyway, but just thinking about how much that would cost just to get to the point where you can have a child, right? Anyways. Oh, I made it through without crying a whole lot. So that's good. But you know, when I went through this part of um, the last pregnancy that I had was 2000 and I want to say 17 or 18, somewhere in there, 17 or 18, somewhere in there. And so the lady had it. Um, I went to another doctor and she said, well, you know, maybe you just need to become more active. You just have to become more active and maybe um, it would help open the tube more, you know, because, you know, we went through all these tests and they were like, well, it looks like the tube is not flowing. It's supposed to be doing this. Right. That's what they say. Um, and she said, well, maybe you just need to become more active. I said, okay, you know, all right, we'll do, we'll, we'll do that. So, you know, I'm, I'm active semi, but I started being more productive, um, more productive with it. Anyways, when push comes to shove, here comes cancer knocking at the door, right? Hey, how you doing? And a part of me thinks that since I've caught it earlier, it was stage one, right? Um, that there could have been a possibility that the reason you were having so many complications was because cancer was developing. That's where I was thinking. I don't, I don't know. Only God knows, but Hey, but one thing that I told myself, um, and I think it was in 2018, this was in 2018. I said, Lord, this was exactly my prayer. And that's why they tell y'all to be careful how you how you pray and how you talk to God, because he will answer. Okay. And then you need to be prepared for that answer that he gives you. Anyway. I said, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but something I'm doing this, but something is going on with this body. And the only thing I want to say is I need for you to heal this wound. Because something going on, right? Something going on. And to be honest, when you lose, when you have um, 
miscarriages or losing a pregnancy or however that is termed, that still takes a toll on you mentally, right? Not, not, not just me, but also my spouse, because he's worried about, well, what's going on? What, what is happening, right? What are we doing that's not right, right? Anyways, so fast forward. When they asked about, hey, um, you know, you got cancer and all this other stuff. And I'll be truthful. I didn't believe it. I'm like, no, you can't, you can't be telling me Happy New Year's and I got cancer. No, you're not telling me this. Yeah, we're telling you this. Because I just said, hey, this year I'm going to get pregnant, right? But then I also said, Lord, I need you to heal this wound. So it's kind of like, which one's more important? Your health or trying to have a baby? I mean, because it would be pretty jacked up if I had a baby, right? And then I die and I'm not here to take care of it. And then Reggie has to raise a child by himself. So it's kind of like this almost borderline selfish, right? Even though I really, really want a child. So there's so many things that plays in your mind. And that's why I'm talking about like mental, your your mental capacity, how your, I don't want to say your mind can play tricks on you, but not necessarily in that terms, but just you will end up having a, like a yo-yo sensation with your thoughts. And in turn, it makes you think more about, am I even worthy? <laughs> am I even worthy? Am I even worth Reggie still being married to me? I can't even produce. Now, I know many of you are going to say, it's not about that. But that's where my mind was. And there may be some other women where their mind was the same way if you've gone through similar situations, right? Not just with the cancer, but, you know, the other stuff. Um, but what I say is, is that I really had to remind myself of you are more than enough. I had that conversation with Reggie um, back in 2019 with this whole diagnosis, right? Because when you hear the C word, we automatically equal it to death. We do. Don't and don't lie, because some some of you, we, if if a loved one called you right now and said, "Honey, I have cancer." you would automatically think, oh my God, are they going to die? What's, what's going to happen? How long they got to live? What you got to do? You know, you start answering, asking all these different questions, right? And so my main focus was no lie. I'm not going to be able to have children. Right? And I had to have this discussion with Reggie and Reggie said, it's not about that. I'd rather for you to be here with me than for it to be the other way around and something happens, you know? And that took a toll on me because I had to do a lot of self-discovery or I say re-self-discovery and remind myself that, hey, I'm not just a person that's here just to reproduce and to have children, right? But I'm a person that's here to be a voice for other people. Oh my God, sorry. I'm here to be a voice for other people, to share what has happened to me, to encourage someone else 
to have a better outlook, to have a better mindset, and to have hope. And so that's where those four, four words come from. So when I went to the retreat, one of the directors, uh, she's battling ovarian cancer right now. And she was sharing her story and she mentioned the word hope. And so she said with hope is about honoring your body. And when she said that, and I was like, oh my God, yes, it is. Because a lot of things happen to you throughout whatever journey that you're on. You're probably not even on a cancer journey. Just don't think about that. I want you to think about whatever journey that you are on and just honoring your body. Our bodies can only do so much and they do a lot for us and we need to appreciate our body because we can o- we only get one. Now, I know some of y'all out here doing these, um, oh shoot, what is it called? BB, <laughs> I'm about to mess it up. BBLs and breast, uh, whatever y'all do, okay? I know that some of y'all are out here doing some altered things to your body, right? Because you want to feel whatever that you want to feel. You want to feel better about yourself or you want to feel loved or you want to feel whatever, whatever that you want to feel. But regardless, you only have one body. And so why not appreciate the body that you have? Whatever color it may be, whatever shape it may be, whatever size it may be, honor and appreciate that body. Because once that body is gone, honey is gone. That's it. That's that's a wrap from you, right? So that was her first one. So honor our body, honor your body, right? And being able to want to live. The O was for optimistic, being optimistic. Because if you're always a negative person, if you're always just feeling like the world is crashing to the end, you know, how is it going to help you? How is it going to help you to be such a negative person all the time, such a bitter person? How does it help you? How does it help you sleep at night? How does it even help protect your peace, right? Because before you can even help anyone else, you got to help yourself. So how are you going to help yourself if you're mad and bitter all the time and have a negative attitude? Why do you have a negative attitude? Every day? All day? Good Lord. Anyway, let me focus. So honoring your body, being optimistic, right? And then the P was to have patience. I really like that. Because sometimes we don't have patience. We want things right now. Right. Like I like I prayed to God and I said, hey, I need you to heal this wound. And he said, OK. Here we go. Right. And I'm thinking, OK, within a month or two here, I'm going to pop out a child. I'm gonna, No, not pop out a child, but I'm going to be pregnant and da, 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 da. Right. Well, that's not what happened. So having patience. Because your life changes every day. You're getting ready to go to sleep, whatever time zone you're listening to this, you're getting ready to go to sleep, or either you just woke up and your life has already changed. It's a new day, it's a new uh, new time, right? You, you've never lived this day before, you've never seen this day before. And so with having patience, it takes a lot of work because sometimes we want what we want, right? 
We want what we want, when we want it, how we want it, where we want it, and then get mad when we don't get it. Well, do we deserve it? Do we deserve it? Just think about it. Is it really about what you want or is it about what you actually need, right? And at times, I was a little angry. I was a little angry because I couldn't do what I thought was expected of me as a wife, right? As a companion, as a friend, right? I was a little angry. But then I had to remind myself, and God has reminded myself, especially in this season, that you are more than enough. You are more than enough. I created you how you're supposed to be created. You are serving your purpose like I asked you to serve your purpose. I've given you this vision and this dream, even though you really didn't know how it was supposed to work, but you did it and you're still doing it, right? So I have to remind myself, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. And so at times when you're feeling defeated, you have to give yourself encouragement. That's the E, right? So we have the H, honoring your body. Uh, o, being optimistic. P, having patience, right? And then E, encouraging. Encouraging yourself through your experience. Ah. Now, when she said that, I was like, whoa. That's deep. You have to encourage yourself through the experience that you're going through right now. Right now, even if you're having memories, even if you're having flashbacks, even if you're not for sure where you, if you're coming or if you're going, but encouraging yourself through that experience. So whatever experience that you are going through, encourage yourself through it. Don't sit there and give up and be like, oh, hell with this. I'm done. Right. Don't don't throw in the towel. Because what is that going to benefit you by throwing in the towel? What is it going to benefit you by giving up? It's not. It's not. So encouraging yourself through the experience, whatever experience that you're going through right now, I don't know what it is. Only you know. And so I'm sharing this with you because I want to give you hope. You don't know me, whoever my viewers, my followers are, right? My family, my loved ones, whomever, whoever's watching this. You don't know me and I probably don't know you, but I want to give you hope. I want to give you hope and I want you to think about those four little words, the H, the O, the P and the E. So you may feel like you're giving up. You may feel like there's no purpose. You may feel like no one loves you. No one's there. No one cares if I'm gone. No one, no one even thinks that I'm even worthy enough to talk to right? Whatever thoughts that you may have, you need to start changing those thoughts. Start changing those thoughts. The best thing that I can do for you is to encourage you. Encourage you through hope. Encourage you through talking. Encourage you through listening. Listening through, through your story. Listening to whatever issues that you may have, right? And, and being an advocate for you. That's the best thing that I can do. So, with hope, back to my back to my my my, my uh, words that 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 the. Uh, 
they said, you know, the, at the wellness retreat, they connect, they wanted us to connect, renew, and to thrive. So after I'd have connected, I'd have renewed my spirit, I'd have feel I feel a hundred percent better, right? Just being able to understand I need to protect my peace and do what I need to do for me, right? With that hope. And then thrive. How am I going to thrive? Now, I want to share this a little bit with you, and then I'll be I'll be finished. So I had the opportunity of meeting Sean Swanner. Have you guys, do you guys know who he is? Okay, let me focus. Anyway, he has a book called Being Unstoppable, right? So I want to read to you what it says in the first part. Let me, let me just, can I show you something real quick? He signed my book, y'all. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, let me focus. All right, so it says, we should not worry about dying. We should worry about not living a life that matters. Mm. That's his quote. So don't be worried about dying. Because, you know, to be honest, we all have to die at some point, right? And preferably not by your own hands, but we all have to die at some point in our life. We all, that's, that's an automatic. We're born and then, of course, we have to but if you should worry about not living a life that matters, your life matters. My life matters. Her life matters. His life matters. Everybody's life matters. Regardless of where you are on your journey, regardless of where you are mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, your life matters. So it says, do you have a goal you can't stop thinking about? Do you have a dream that you are yearning to chase? but just don't know how to make it a reality. Do you keep putting it off until someday? Hmm. Well, someday is today. The world is ready for you to begin your own journey to success and achieve your dream. Everyone has a dream. So what is your dream? Being unstoppable. Now, I wanted to share this with you. Now you can, now I'm not for sure where you can go and by his book, but you can probably look it up on um, what's his name? Google, and it'll probably tell you where you can go. But it's being unstoppable, Sean Swarner. If you haven't heard of his story, I I'm just gonna I, I'm not gonna go there. But you need to go and look up his story. He's a remarkable person, and just and what he talked about and what he encouraged us during the retreat was to wake up in the morning and have an affirmation that you want to say to yourself. Stop waking up, turning on the news and listening to all the negative things that's going Because trust me, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. But wake up and get yourself together and tell yourself something every day that you want to accomplish. He said, I want you to think of a word. My word is be intentional right? Be intentional on in everything that I do and to make sure that it's on an intent of a positive level. That's always been mine, right? So when he said you think of what you want to do for the day and don't feel as if you can't achieve it for that day. And that just speaks volumes. It really did. Thank you. I hope you said <laughs> she said I love that quote. So I, I wanted to share this with you guys. And I know I've 
I wasn't planning on being on here long, but hey, you know, when I get to talking, everything just come, comes out. But I wanted to share my experience with you from the retreat because it has restored my spirit. Um, and when I say restore, I don't want you to think like, oh, was your spirit broken? No, it was just more so that you needed like a refill, you know, like a, like a, a, a recharge. And that's what retreats do for you. It recharges you because sometimes we, we drive our bodies like, um, like the vehicles, right? We just keep on driving. And then, oh, the, the little gas light came on. I guess I need to pull over. Well, how about you take care of it before it gets to that point, right? We're not machines. We're not machines. So we got to take care of our bodies. We got to take care of our minds. We got to take care of our hearts. We got to take care of our soul, our spirit. Do you get it? We got to take care of everything. And that's my, that's my hope for you. That's my hope for you. I know it's Mental Health Awareness Month, but even if it's not Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm always speaking about mindset. I'm always speaking about um, positivity. I'm always speaking about advocating for yourself. That's always been my focus and that's my purpose. So I hope that this segment has been inspirational to you. Um, to go through my <laughs> to go through my whole tears and journey and all this other stuff. But I wanted you to understand the concept of what has happened because some people feel like they only see what you see on the outside or what you see on social media and you may not understand the message behind it. But I hope that you understand the message and I hope that you reach out and you get the help that you need. If you feel like you don't need help, that's fine. But I want you to make sure you continue to encourage yourself to do what you need to do. Because there is somebody, and I'm holding up one finger because it may just be one person, but there is somebody in this world that needs you, that appreciates you, that loves you, that adores you, and definitely needs you around. And if you're a person that said, no, nobody's going to miss me. I guarantee you, you are wrong. I guarantee you, you are wrong. So that's all that I have today. I appreciate you joining on with Share the Tea Tuesdays um, on Instagram, social media, YouTube, everywhere. I just want to say one little quick thing. If you're on LinkedIn, because I'm trying to go live on there, but I got to have so many followers. So if you're on LinkedIn, go and follow Share the TLLC. Okay, just click follow. And so hopefully one day I can get up to 150. <laughs> yep, I gave y'all homework. Can you do that for me? Okay, I appreciate it. But anyways, thank you for listening to Share the Tea Tuesdays. Um, thank you, Tracy, and everyone else that was listening on TikTok and YouTube and even Twitter. Hi. Um, but thank you for listening to Shutter Tea Tuesdays. Remember to be intentional, to be insightful, and definitely what? What's the big word? Be impactful in everything that you do. Hey, you guys stay blessed. And I just want to say, until then, I'll see you next time, right? All right. Y'all have a good day. Oh, let me see. I didn't got my stuff. See, I didn't been over here talking. And I forgot my little cue out music. All right. I'm ready now. Y'all ready? Okay, have a good day. Bye, guys. <laughs>